It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Tonight's life class is for all of you single women from 18 to 80 who are guilty of this, lowering your standards out of fear (laughs) that no better man is going to come along. And we got the men here to even vouch for it. And look who's back on the scene to bust up the biggest dating myths that have women everywhere all effed up. They're all left up, oh. All They're left all up. up. He started a revolution with those six little words that freed women around the world. Remember, he's just not that into you. Would you get that? Best-selling author Greg Barrent. And even though Greg wasn't her type, eventually she was into him. Meet Greg's wife now of 13 years, Amira Rotola. book for this generation. Together they've written a book and it's called It's Just an Effing Date. Right. And it's a game changer, I think. So Greg, tell our audience full of singles what this is all about. Women have lowered the standards for dating that dating has become unrecognizable. It's at a point where it's, it's like tweet, tweet, sleepover, breakup. That's it. That's what dating is now. <laughs> And it's not a good bar, and I have two daughters, and they will go on dates. When, when I let them date at 35, they are going to go <laughs> on dates. But, but what constitutes a date? That's what we need to get to, right? Well, I think that women don't know when they're dating. It's like, if he texts me, are we dating? If he tells me to come hang out with he and his friends, are we dating? If I can put things in his medicine cabinet, are we dating? There's no clarity to it. Yeah. And as a result, I think, you know, people try to speed through the process trying to get that clarity, and they mess it all up. Yeah. But the thing about the book is it's more than just a dating book because the reason that this bar is low is because people's self-esteem is low, and they will allow themselves to accept something less than a date because they don't think they're worth it, and that's the problem. Okay, so we got so many myths to get through tonight, but Amira, why do you think so many women lower their standards? Why? I think they're afraid that if they don't, they'll get nothing, and they'd rather have something than nothing. And so I think if they... A bad something's better than nothing. And I completely disagree. Yeah. The reason why I like the book so much is because everything that we talk about on Life Class, on Super Soul Sunday, and MasterCard, all the stuff that we do, is really comes down to your sense of worthiness. Yeah. Right. You're saying it all starts with yourself being whole. Yeah, yes. 
When you are at a point in your life where you are happy and content and you love yourself and you can lay down on your bed, put your head on your pillow and know that you're okay by yourself, as soon as you're there, someone will come along and ruin that with their love. <laughs> right? Because you're desirable then. There's nothing more attractive than liking yourself. Okay, right? so let's start busting up what you guys call the biggest dating myths. If you can take this in now, I guarantee that you will no doubt save yourself so much heartache later. So let's roll myth number one. Myth number one, a man would make my life complete. If somebody feels that you need them to complete their lives. They will run from you as fast as they can, right? But you're complete. Like, you're already a complete human being, and they should be a complete human being. And then you come together, and you're like a Venn diagram, where you're complete, he's complete. Together, you have some shared areas. But alone, you're also enough. When you and use, great. When you use diagrams and graphs, I know, I kind of wish hot. this, like this doesn't really hot. give the glory of the Venn diagram yes, what it means. I get super turned but... on by that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. A man would make my life complete. I think we all got messed up with that Jerry Maguire movie. 100%. I, you've said it. We've said it. No, 100. Did we not get messed up by that? Because even now, when you see that, it's like, oh, God, you complete me. Right. Uh, right. As soon as he comes in the house and you're waiting for it, because we all know what's going to happen, and as soon as he says, you complete me, I scream, no! You complete you! Tom! <laughs> You're so handsome, though, and you get it. <laughs> Tom would complete you, but other than that, yeah, right. Why do you think you need to be whole by somebody else coming into your life? Or why is it that your value as a single woman is tied up in what a man thinks of you, or how you're received by men as a whole? Well, and Melanie wants to talk about that. She's Skyping in from uh, Canada with a question. Melanie, what is that question? Hey. Hi. I get really, really nervous and awkward on a first date because I'm kind of wrapped up in the idea that this person could potentially be the one and I don't want to blow it. So how do I just relax and, and be myself and, and let go of that pressure? I think that's what everybody's thinking. Right. Here's the thing. That, having those thoughts is OK, but just let them be thoughts. Right? You're not going to not, every time we meet anybody, there's a little bit of, wow, this could be something, right? But if you let that overtake you, the dude will feel it. You'll say something that indicates it, and then he's like, I gotta go. Pretend that that date is a dress rehearsal for another date. So go out on that date like, this is just one that I'm doing to get ready for dating, right? Yeah. And you say, Greg, many women don't even realize how much power they have, really. They, no, not at all. I don't, I, don't, I don't know when it's switched, and I bet these guys will agree. We like you. We want you. You have the power. Why are you giving it up so easily? Why aren't you making us work for it? Because we will do as little as possible if you let us. Am I right? He's nodding, right? Well, I'll do as little as you let me do because I'm a dude and I have other things I want to do. But if you make me work for it, A, it's exciting, and B, I'm going to get something great at the end of it. I like, I, I like a sense of accomplishment. Men like to win. And if you're telling me I'm not winning, I'm going to try and win. I like that. Our life class team hit the streets to ask a lot of single men about myth number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How TMI on a first date can be deadly. Mm-hmm, too much information. Watch this. Myth number two, I just can't hold back. On the first date, I don't want to know that much about you, quite honestly, really. I'm just trying to figure out if we have chemistry, if, if we can talk. Please don't share how many kids you want to have right away, that you have ADD, or that your dad died when you were two, or that you're obsessed with cats. Keep it simple. <laughs> keep, 
Keep it surface. If, if they go in too fast, they go in too hot, too aggressive, they're gonna chase the guy away. Where are we at? What does this mean? You know, am I, when am I meeting your parents? The guy does not want to feel like he's trying to be pent down or held back. They need to let it kind of progress naturally and not rush into things. How much information is too much information? Then that's the question. You know, here's the thing. All of us are complex and interesting and have a lot of stories, right? Yeah. But we want to parcel them out, right? We want to parcel them out. We want to be able to like share that one later when we get to know somebody, you know? Let's just find out about what we like about each other. Let's find out what each one of us does in the world. Yeah. So right. shouldn't you just be trying to have fun? You should be trying to have fun, just like you would with any other friend. You know what I mean? I don't go, I don't, I don't go out with my friends every day and go, oh, you know what, I, uh, I have this wart. Like, <laughs> right? I don't tell them all the personal stuff. I think it's a matter of looking at it as this thing. It's a journey, and it's an adventure. And you're going to go on this thing because you don't, let's say this is the one. You don't get the first part of the relationship back. That's the best part. And the longer that takes, the more fun it is, because that's it. Then you're married. No offense. <laughs> OK, so we have an Instagram video coming in from Christine. Hi, I'm Christine. Better to share that I'm a single mom before or after the first date. Mm, see, that's what I was thinking. OK. Yes. Yes. There are certain things that are important to know where you know That's a, person what I was thinking. Feel, well, a person will feel like, whoa, you sprung this on me. And those things are obvious. Yes, if you're a single mom, you should tell dude I'm a single mom, right? If First you don't date, have an, If right? you don't have an arm, you should tell someone, I don't have an arm. This is not, because it will surprise them later. <laughs> this is not my arm. This is not my arm. <laughs> this is not my arm. In case you were thinking this was my arm, this is not my arm. <laughs> OK, so you should let someone know, single mom and how many kids? Yeah. And you don't have to go way into it. You don't have to go. I think, you know, and you, this person may, may also have kids or may not. I think you say, I'm a mom. I have kids. They're important to me. But let's talk about other stuff. And if he has a reaction to the fact that you are a single mom, then that's it. Date and you're right. done. That's right. it. If a guy goes, ugh, you know, that's <laughs> not a great guy. <laughs> That's not your guy. That's not your guy. But you should also shouldn't just be going into a date going, oh, I hope he likes me. I hope I impress him. It should be about, I hope I like him. Oh, that's the thing. See, right? This one yeah. gets it. That's what, you're, that's what your book did. Who, ca who cares what they like? Yeah. What do you like? How does it make you feel? For tonight's live class, we partnered up with our friends at Match.com, who polled thousands of singles ages 18 to 70. And they asked this question, have you ever fallen in love with someone you did not initially find attractive? So let's look at those results. Well, now, 37% said yes. 63% said no. Right. Have you ever fallen in love with someone you did not initially find attractive? Yes? I did. You did? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of our story I don't care for. He was not my type. He was just not on my radar. We met actually a number of times before I could even see him. He was not on my radar. And I wasn't really his type either. OK, so here's Greg and Amira's backstory about how they fell in love. Take a look. When Greg and I first met, we had both been through some bad breakups and kind of crappy relationships. I was making really horrible, horrible dating mistakes over and over again. And it was like, you know, if you were unreliable, you're my guy. If you don't do what you say you're going to do, sign me up. If you're mean to me but make me laugh, OK, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, I just was not landing on the right thing. Yeah, I did a lot of the same because I was an alcoholic. 
And so there was a lot of like, I'm not really sure what your name is, but you seem awesome. What part of town are we in? Um, and then uh, I got sober and I wanted to try and start to do things differently. So one of the things I thought I would do is I would start dating. And I was at the same place where I was like, okay, so I am going to go on dates and I'm only going on dates with people to ask me on a date. Right. Not a, do you want to hang out? Do you want to hook up? No and more dates. So I, I asked Amir on a date and uh, and she said yes, and it worked out. We, had we actually a really had a really fun first date, as much as I was date. dreading it. And I was only dreading it because he didn't, he was not my type. Ultimately, we got to a place where there was this one day where he was like, hey, you know, I just want you to know I'm not gonna date other people. You don't have to do the same thing. And I was like, what language is that? I've never heard those words. I really have, I know this is where you get pressured into a relationship I'm not ready to be in. That's but I also, just, I also just genuinely didn't want to go out with people and not, like, I liked her most. We waited a long time until we had sex. And then we, and then it was, you know, of course it was amazing. And uh, I was, anyway, that's the whole other show. And then it was Valentine's Day and I said, I love you. And uh, she, uh, and I said, you don't have to say it back. He was actually okay with me being me at my own time. I had never experienced that. A lot of times it's the last person you think is gonna be your person is your person. And we just gave it a lot of time. All right. Oh. Yay! And now you're working together, that's great. Yes. When I met Amira, I was like, wow, this is, I gotta pull it together because this is, I always say that, I always tell the story, when I saw her, so first time I saw her, when I fantasized about her, I imagined the van with the baby. I went past the sex to the van and the baby. Now, I didn't tell her that, and I wouldn't tell her that. I mean, I didn't, she know she's finding out now. <laughs> but what I mean is, I saw somebody who had their life together who I thought, I could make a life with this person. I didn't tell them that, and I just kept that my little secret, but I definitely felt she, there was something she was putting out into the world that made me think that, and it was the way she carried herself. All right. And her butt. <clears throat> and her butt. <laughs> Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
Well, there's an entire section of this audience made up of online daters from Match, and I want to hear from some of you. So are you open to date number two if you aren't immediately attracted? Are you open? We're the Match people. Are you open to date number two if you're not attracted? Go ahead. Yes? I probably would not do that. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between yuck and... Yuck. Yuck. Yuck, right? as in yuck. As in yuck. Yeah. And why don't I like this guy? There's nothing wrong with this guy. Then there's a second date. Yeah. People either become more or less attractive the more time you spend with them. And so a lot of times it's worth trying that second date, even if you... So if you try the second date and they're still unattractive... And they're still... You're done. That means that's it. You're done. Right, because okay. sometimes, like, you've had... I'm sure everybody's had, like, an office romance or a school romance where you were in a class with somebody, you didn't notice them for the first couple weeks, and then they became the most attractive person in the world. I love what you said earlier, time. that you couldn't even see him before. I couldn't. Anybody else been in that position where you couldn't even see the person and then something happens and then... I'd lost a lot of weight. <laughs> So let's head back to our men on the street for myth number three. Take a look. Myth number three, he shouldn't care how I look. Appearance is everything. There was this time I went on a date and in walks this girl, fully decked out in her yoga workout gear, just dripping sweat. She shows up late, wearing sweats, no makeup, and I just wish she could have just wore some girls' clothes. And basically, she said, oh, I just came from a workout class. And I'm thinking, Okay, that's great, but this is a first date, you know? First impressions. I noticed she didn't shave her legs. She didn't <laughs> shave anything. She was just, it was everywhere. Just a little bit of effort would have gone a long way. What, what message does it send to a guy if, you show, if stuff's not put together, right? I mean, you didn't take any time, which means you don't really care about this date. You're not taking this serious, which means I'm out of here. Oh. Let's go up another date myth about having sex too soon. Everybody goes, ah. Myth number four, sex will seal the deal. Ladies, as far as sleeping with a guy on the first date, that's all good and well. If that's what you want to do, just understand that you're probably not the mother of my child. Anytime I ever had sex right away with a girl, the relationship never lasted. Anytime I waited, those are the relationships that always last, and those are ones that are a little more memorable. And everybody talks about the chase. And if you let that happen too early, then the chase is over. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're just looking to have a good time, then have sex with the guy right away. That's fine. But if you really want a man to respect you, you want him to come back, you want him to treat you like a lady, then you have to act like a lady. Wow. It would be great if it was different, but it's not. What's your name? Rob. Rob. Rob gets it. And he's 100% right. Yeah. Rob? Do you go for somebody, though, to sleep on the first date? If that's what you want at that time. It's no, all about I'm timing. I'm asking you. No. <laughs> Rob, I'm saying if a woman would sleep with you on the first date, would you sleep with her? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean... I mean... And, and, and the gentleman next to Rob, you too? I'm saying if you guys feel so strongly about it, why are you sleeping with women on the first date? Yeah, my friend. <laughs> yeah, why? why is that? Why is that? <laughs> it just, it just because, happens, be, I guess. Because what? It just happens. It just happens. I mean, no, or, or, or is it because of what Greg said earlier? You all will do whatever we yeah, let you gonna, do. we're going to take what we can get. You yeah. know, if, if women are in control, then they're not going to let it happen on the first date. But if, it's gonna, if, if you're going to let it happen, then sure, of course. <laughs> and, I, and I do think, and I do think a little bit, if a girl wants to have sex with you and you don't, they're gonna, like I actually had a girl go, is there something wrong with you? And I'm like, yes. 
But I, I, there was a girl that I was seeing, and I was like, I had just gotten sober, and so they were like, don't sleep with anybody for 30 days. Make sure, like, you know them, whatever. And so this girl Make sure you know she, them? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's good but advice. That true. Okay. Well, I mean, do I know you after one date? I don't. I don't know you. And I'm now, and now, and now we're having sex. Okay. And when we're done, I might go, oh, you know what I mean? Like, sex changes things. It just, it just does. does. It's intimate. And a lot of times people have sex and they're like, uh-oh, I'm not really sure what to do now. I right. don't know what to do now. Yeah, well, you certainly don't want to wake up in the middle of the bed with somebody and go, now what do I do? Now what do I do? Yes, yeah. yeah. So Gail in our social lab admits that she tries to wait but often sleeps <laughs> with men on the first date. Oh, scandalous. Hi. Um, it's hard sometimes because there's so much pressure because things are so much different just in the last six months, I'm finding. I think a lot of it is due to porn. I had a guy tell me on a dating site, no, it's true, he was on a dating site and he said the most obscene question to me right away. And I was like, sir, why would you ask me that? Really, he's you know, a 50-year-old man. And he said that men, a lot of times, are sitting there looking at porn and then they're right on the dating site. But why does that impact you sleeping well, with Well, I'm them? trying to figure that out. So that's why you're here. That's about your self <laughs> No, but that's about your self-control. That's about right. your you're not right. acting on those impulses or, yes. or deciding that that's... So sometimes, okay, a woman, has urges also. Sure. That's why there's 50 shades of gray. Months and months or years or whatever <laughs> for without going on a date and then you go out with someone and you're feeling it and you want to have sex with them. Is it possible ever to start a healthy relationship like that? From They're saying no. They're it's, saying no. It's it's, it's just the odds are very diminished. Yeah, They're it's very possible diminished. to walk also, on the moon. Not many people get to. <laughs> right, right. Isn't this the same thing our mothers told us back back in the yeah, day? Yeah, but somehow things have gotten kind of askew, and people don't know their roles here. in society and all kinds of things. But going here, on. I, no, no, I, 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 I really disagree. Okay. You don't need to know the you, people don't need to know the rules in society. You need to know who you are as a person. Right. Period. And it doesn't matter. Like people are like. Greg, you haven't been dating for a long time. There's texting and there's, uh, you know, uh, t different websites Sexting, and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing: <laughs> you're still you, on a text, on the phone. You still get to set the rules, and you still get to. Oh, you're shaking your head. We'll talk in a minute. You you get to set the rules for who you are, and so you get to decide what happens. Yes. Can I just say something to you? First of all, you're you're delicious. You're so foxy. Thank you. You're. <laughs> You could be a big deal to someone if you thought you were a big deal. Right. And up until now, I haven't helped myself. But you're myself. not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. OK, what were you shaking your head about? One. I was shaking my head I because I was in long-term relationships married. And now I've been back out here. <laughs> and I'm so confused. It's, I haven't it's been scary. on a real date in five years because I don't leave my house. Because I don't know how, yet here I am on Oprah. <laughs> uh, but I have no idea what to do. I am so confused. The texts, the text, I don't understand them. I asked my daughter to, can you translate this? I don't know. It, it's confusing to me, and I think she's right. I, it's a lot different. I have met someone on Instagram. <laughs> but it was just, it's just weird for my generation. I'm not going to say my age, but for my generation, it's very confusing. What's right. confusing? I'm asking, what's confusing? I don't know how to meet people. You go to church, go to, you know, wherever, join the hiking club. Okay, it's all women. And you shouldn't join the all women hiking club. It's not. That's the okay. wrong club to I'm join. I'm going to say this. I, lived, I have lived in an area for two years near Santa Barbara where it is 
you know, they tell you the ratio is eight to one. Oh, Don't yes, even Santa bother. Don't come there if you're single. I've been there for two years. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's, let, let's address this, guys. Is it different now because of technology? Does technology make it different? They're saying yes. Yes, yes, but what? Yes. It's easier to meet people, and yes, you have the texting thing going on. You don't have to succumb to that. Be who you, who you are, be yourself, get out, be social, shake a hand, smile, and you'll get a date. I mean, you can't, you, you'll never compete with porn. You'll never win. Don't worry about it, you, sorry. But, <laughs> but to you, I, I heard you, and I'm like, dude, we're never gonna win against porn. We're never gonna win against people doing whatever they want to do. Be yourself, be you, and be amazing, be confident. Love will happen, it'll happen. Yeah. The problem with, you know, being who you are, being a strong woman, is because I feel like we've all done that. And because guys have those we'll girls take and get. take can ever, will take whatever they can get, I mean, I Our haven't. Our standards are high, and where are they? Yeah, and they haven't come around. They haven't, you know, stood up to the plate and taken me out on a nice date or taken me out when after Yet. after three Yet. or four How dates. How old are you? 26. There are hurdles to it all, right? But if you don't have that attitude, what are you doing? Like, okay, so guys are not, the, the cool guys aren't showing up. Yet, you're 26 years old. It's gonna happen. Just keep being you. Just keep being in the world. Keep succeeding. Just keep going. Keep doing the things that you do and that you make you feel good about yourself. That and it's going to get there. Also, it's not time yet then. The universe has said it's not time. Yeah. So stick to whatever it is you need to stick to. So here's a mirror with date myth number five. Take a look. Myth number five, I only attract losers. You can't date what you're not. And if you want to date winners, you have to be a winner. That means living a great life, feeling great about yourself, suiting up and showing up and doing your best all the time and being someone that attracts that. There's people that live great lives, like aspirational lives, and then there's people that watch the other people living those lives. And when you're a watcher, you attract losers. When you're a doer, they don't exist for you. That's true, so you're saying you're gonna attract what you are. Water seeks its own level. And if you, if your bar is low, if, and if you only take on fixer-uppers, that's what you're gonna get. Yes, and so the lesson for these young women who say that they are attracting that, that's showing up, your role is to repel that or to say, that's not what I want. And if you keep doing that, the right thing will show up. And by the way, everybody pretty much ends up being a loser to the one that isn't, right? So when I was dating, and right after I got sober and I was seeing a sober girl and everything was going great, and then a skillet flew across the room at me, and I'm like, how is this happening? How am I not meeting somebody? I called my mom, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm what am I, 32? I'm not meeting anybody. I've got my, I got it together. I'm, I have a thing on TV, things are happening. What's, why is it not happening? So I just quit, I just said, you know what? I'm not gonna try to be in a relationship. I'm gonna have an apartment. It's gonna be gorgeous. I'm gonna live by myself. It's gonna be like a bed and breakfast. You come over, the sheets will be clean, the coffee will be good, right? I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm just gonna worry about me. And literally, this one shows up, <laughs> right? That's the wrecking it with your love. Like, I was super happy. I was like, I can do this bachelor thing forever. I don't need anybody. I feel fantastic. It's just a different perspective. And, when you're, and then when you're there, you can't believe you weren't there before. It's just a matter of continuing on your singular path that honors you. Yes. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. 
Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Our sister talk group is Skyping in from Toronto. So what's resonating? Hi, sister talk. Hi, guys. What's resonating with you guys here? I know you all talk about this all of the time. <laughs> we do all the time. We're just talking about types and whether or not your type is hardwired or if it's something that can change over time. If, you can, if you're usually attracted to the jock, tough guy, if you can learn to be attracted to the little more sensitive guy, type that you're usually going for is not working out for you. Can I just say, life has always and will always continue to come in a different package for you than you expect it to. Yeah. And when you decide that your type has to be the confident, arrogant guy or the jock type or whatever, you are closing off the concept that there's something greater out there for you. Imagine that the universe has three answers for you. Yes, not yet, and I have something better okay. in mind. Like, what if that oh, yeah. applies to dating oh, as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and Wait, I really I, love yes. your point about um, yep. having a life. Know your worth, believe in yourself, love who you are, and the right guy will show up. I think know your worth is it. That's it's really absolutely what, it. That's really what you guys are saying, isn't it? Know your worth. Yes. Know your yeah. worth. And put yourself out there and go on a date with someone that's a maybe. Maybe the waiter's your guy. But if you're not out there, if you're not, if you're not spending a little bit of time just giving it a shot and, and again, knowing that you're fine anyway because you don't need this date, right? There's a difference between a want and a need, right? You can want a man. You can want a relationship. When you have a need, the need controls you. The need has the power, right? You're the want. You want to be in a relationship, it should be okay if you're not in one, right? I want a Porsche, I'm going to have a Mini. It's going to be fine. Nance, you stand up, Nance. Because Nance read your book, and weren't you dating somebody, and then you read this book, and then something happened? Yes. Yeah, so my, my revelation reading this book, which I love the book, thank you very much, and I've been dating for a while, and I actually think dating is fun. I like talking, and I like listening, and so dating is fun. Right. But here was my aha moment. It's, you don't need to sleep with someone on the second or third date. You should wait, and it's not about what he's going to think about me. I'm sorry, it's not. It's about, do I even like this guy enough? So I was dating a guy when I was reading your book, and I was literally on the train to work in the morning reading. Here's what a first date looks like. Here's what a second date looks like. And so I was going through, and we were approaching our third date, and I thought, I'm just going to let this one go. And you know, go on the fourth date before anything intimate happens. And then by the time we got to the fifth date, I was sitting across the table from him, and I realized, I don't like this guy. I don't want to sleep with him. I don't want him to be my boyfriend. He's not a bad person. He's just not the right guy for me. And so take me home, kiss on the cheek, great meeting you, bye. And, that, and so I called my friend Sherry, and I said, this was my revelation. You don't have to do that too fast. And that's, right. beca that's because of the book. That's because of the book. That's because of the book. Yeah. So tell us your hair story. Amira, tell your hair story. I kept making the same mistake over and over again with the same guy. I kept getting sucked back into this relationship that was really unhealthy for me. And I, I just couldn't help myself, which is what I hear a lot from people that write to us. is like, oh, I can't help myself. And I went to the hairdresser and I cut all my hair off. 
because I wanted to jolt myself into remembering every time I passed a window or in the morning when I saw myself in the mirror, I was like, right, you do different things now. You're a different person that makes different choices that are better. So whatever your gut's telling you, don't do that because you're the short-haired girl now that doesn't do that. You don't settle for less. You don't play this game. You're not stuck in this, in this loop anymore. I really had to make a physical change because I wasn't able to maintain like my hard lines at the time. I just wasn't strong enough to. I think part of the thing, like a lot of people have bad dating habits, part of breaking a habit is actually doing something, taking some sort of action that indicates I have changed. I'm doing this differently. Yeah. And as Devlin is saying up there, I do think your type can change as you evolve and grow as a person. Thanks, Devlin. I oh, think my God. The, the person course. I was attracted to or wanted, what I wanted out of a person when I was 25 versus 35 versus 45 is completely yes. different. So yes. let's take a look at our last dating myth. This is the one we hear so much. Oh, my goodness. I hear this all the time from women. Take a look. Myth number six. Men can't handle my success. Who wants to raise that child? I mean... <laughs> Oh my God. That's the guy you want to be with is a guy that can't handle your success. I think sometimes, you know, in an effort to understand who you are, you think to yourself, well, I, they must be intimidated by me. But if that is indeed a fact, you are around some weak ass men and yeah. you need to change your situation. And who wants to be with weak ass men? I mean, weak is ass anybody, women. Are, are, is anyone raising their hands out there? Welcome to our new reality show, Weak Ass Men and Women. It's going to be canceled. It's, it's canceled after like the first or it's 30 huge. seconds. Or it's the next Jersey Shore. Oh. <laughs> okay, so men are not intimidated by women? Come on. Not if they're good dudes. Why, why wouldn't you want to be with a guy who wants to be with somebody who's successful and wants to see you succeed and is impressed by the fact that you can hold a job or that you can paint or that you can do whatever it is in the world that you do. Like, to me, that's a turn on. But look at what Nikki Johnson's saying right what now on Nikki Twitter. Say? She says, are guys really intimidated by women that are smarter than them? And should women play down their intelligence for relationships? Oh. Absolutely. Every time, guys. Every Nikki. time. Hide who you are, especially if you're successful. Oh. Really yeah. hide it. No. And also, and I think these guys would agree, I think when a guy says he's intimidated by your success, he's breaking up with you. That's it. I don't think he's that. Do you believe, do you feel that way? It's a cop-out? Yeah, nobody it's really wants an unsuccessful woman. You want to come together as equals, and if you can't handle a woman that's successful, then right. you, you are a weak-ass man. Right. Yeah. You, you rarely hear oh, a guy... Oh, I do think that's a great show, Weak-Ass oh weak right. Men. <laughs> weak-Ass Men is a good show, then we'll rebuild them. We'll put them in a, we'll put them in a shop and we'll rebuild them, right? Yeah. I love it. She'll your be question, there, he'll be your there. I, I, I actually find that there are a lot of weak-Ass Men. So I don't know if it's an intimidation thing, but there's men that don't know how to be men anymore. Well, there are a lot of weak-Ass Men. And that's men. the problem. We, they don't know how to be no, men. No, 100%. I don't know what happened to this generation. And I, look, look, here's... I'm here, not 26 here's, either, so. But here's what I'll say about this generation. <laughs> I'm older. Here's what I'll say about this generation. You're nice people, all right? <laughs> Black president, right? Gay marriage, rock on. But men, you are weak-Ass. Ask a woman out. Like, just this sensitive... Skinny jeans, mustache, dude, get it together. <laughs> you're not the girl. You're not the girl. That's the only thing you have a message, but you're not the girl. <laughs> I know. I had a friend recently say she was going out with a guy, took longer to get, took longer to get dressed than she did. Yeah. 
yeah. But technology, technology has made it so guys don't have to confront women and ask them out exactly. and you know come to them and have that conversation exactly. anymore. Now it's like, do you want to go out? And if they say no, then you never hear from them again. They're never forced to actually interact with another human being. So that but isn't that a point where men feel really a sense of rejection? Isn't that like a thing where men? Yeah. Are... The problem is, is that before you had to step into that void and either get rejected or not. You had to do one or the other. Now with technology, texting, Instagram, So Twitter, text doesn't feel like a rejection? No, well, it's a lot less intense, I guess, and that's what guys but, are afraid yeah, of, so. But, but, what do I miss? Well, here, here's the thing. If, so, okay, I, you're doing a lot of this, and I'm, so I'm gonna talk to you. If somebody texts you something, all you have to do is call me for the answer. If you don't, Oh, that's good. You, you let people know how to communicate with you, and if you go, but I don't, you teach I'm not, them how to treat you. you I do, don't. But, this is, not, this is not how I do relationships. I do it like this or like this. I wish I'd have known you a year ago because it's just. But you know me now, and we're besties. <laughs> you and I. I love that. Somebody's texting you, you say, call oh, me for the yeah, answer. Sir. Yeah. Okay, I love yes. it. This, you also say this in the book. So many women, I know in this room, maybe are guilty of this too. You're dating a man's potential rather than his reality. Can we get an amen there? Okay, so what is that? What does that mean? Here's the thing. You're we, dating what you think is his potential. We, we as ladies, we are hopeful by nature. And we, we see the greatness in, in people, and that's a beautiful thing. However, men will either love that you see their potential, then resent you for it later when they don't want to reach it, or they don't have the same feelings about themselves, or they'll resent you for it now. But there's no win. The second you're redressing a man in your head, over your first coffee. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're, it's just because we're in love now, so I'm looking at you. I'm not directing this at you. But it is that thing of, you know, when, once you're already changing something about the person to make them more acceptable to you, yeah. it's a loss. Okay, lady, uh, yeah, yeah. Should a woman ever ask a man out on a date? Should a woman ever ask yeah, a Yeah, so if I'm like liking a guy, and it seems as the guys that I like don't approach me, right? and the guys who I, don't like they approach me, so you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what's going on, but if I see a guy that I like, should I go up to him and say, "Hey, I'm interested in you"? Because I'm kind of old-fashioned, and I think that if a man is interested in you, he should come to you, I don't right? Think, there's nothing wrong with saying you're interested in somebody at all. That's just putting I yourself out okay, there. But I, I mean, desperate I, though. But I say, no. I say, don't ask out. I say okay. you can you can let someone know that. So okay, this, give us a, give. What should she say? You want to? I would say, oh my God, I don't know if you know this, but this incredible five-minute window just opened for you in the time and space continuum. And if you ask me out in the next five minutes, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Again, another applause. Right? Another applause. Another one. Every time. And that way, you let him know you'd like to go out with him, but you have not done the asking. Okay, right. I'm going to do that. If you, if you encourage somebody, no, if you give them the opportunity and they don't, then they don't want to. And okay. then you don't want to be involved with that anyway. So let's recap our new dating mantras. You don't need a man to complete who you are. Nope. You are enough. Hold back. He doesn't need to know everything all at once, except up there somebody just said, when can you discuss your long-term goals? <laughs> Not on the first date. After you're married. <laughs> After you're married. Yeah. Okay, you attract what you are, so show that you care about yourself. That's right. Yes, don't, okay. Sex will never seal the deal, and a man intimidated by your success is a weak-ass man. <laughs> weak-ass. He's weak-ass. He's a weak-ass man. He's a wom. A weak, yeah, he's, he's a wom. He's a wom. Hashtag.
Guam. Wow. Hashtag Guam. Hashtag Guam. So thank you, Greg and Amira. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's just an effing day. Should be your new manual for dating, relationships, and life. Thanks, everybody. This is great. Just an effing day. Go on the blind day. Take the day. I know she's like, should I call him back? Go. It's just an effing day. Go on the date. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.